0: Welcome in today on a Friday, a windy, blustery, going to get worse kind of weekend, but that's okay. That's what fall is all about. And the uh, best part about it is the leaves in my yard that were piled up will be gone most likely by the end of the day. So (laughs) uh, if you can look at it like it's all about me, I guess not a bad day. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you. The uh, Packers back on the practice field get the big question today. And I was listening to uh, Ebo. Just sign off as uh, Ben and uh, Rowdy and Eva were all picking their scores. Uh, ben, it seems to be a lot of thought of yeah, the Packers are going to score twenty-seven to thirty-five. My question is, do they get over twenty-four against this horrific offense, uh, horrific defense of the uh, the Detroit Lions? Do you think they really score more than twenty-four points when they haven't been able to do it consistently all season long? I mean, they better. It's the worst defense in football, right? It's the worst
1: defense they'll face. It's a perfect matchup. You would think for everything they do, you'd hope they can play from ahead for once this season and get on a roll, maybe build upon the second half against Buffalo. It's a true, they better. And if they don't, then things are really, really bad situation.
0: Yep. I, uh, I'll say this. If they don't score more than 24 and it's a close game, say, 17 14, 2017 something like that and then uh it is uh, it's there's no there's no moral victory in all of this there's no victory it's a w but it's one of those w's that just sticks a tiny one of those little dot bandages those little dot band-aids on what is otherwise an open gushing wound so uh hopefully the packers get right this weekend uh let's before we really get into the program how are you doing today you okay no not really okay if i'm being honest that, uh, last night, I could could have been the worst night of my life. Uh, I was going to say. Now they're off. By the way, the Phillies and the Astros—they're off. Phillies go back uh, to Houston, um, to uh, with Houston leading it uh, three games to two. They go to Game Six of the World Series to uh, what is it? Saturday, Saturday night. As uh, like I said, they're off today. But what a what a night! Like Verlander last night was just. For lack of a better term, he was pretty dominant last evening. Three to two, uh, the Astros get the win. Verlander gets the win as well, and uh, Syndergaard takes a loss. But uh, Justin Verlander just—he uh, was—he uh, was—he was solid last night. Gets that big postseason win he's been searching for. So, not a good night if you're a Phillies fan. A good night if you're a Verlander fan or a Dusty Baker fan. But not many people rooting for Houston in that series. But uh, they're one game away from winning the World Series, while the Phillies have to go now into Houston and get back to backers to win it all and win it on the road. Not an easy thing to do. So I will be. I thought I really thought the Phillies were going to be like the the Cinderellas, and they were just going to roll uh, after they just started pounding the baseball. I thought, ah, oh, this is, this is over. The uh, the Emperor has no clothes when it comes to Houston. But Houston, give them credit, man. They bounced back. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll be
1: in. Uh, The local watering hole at the corner of my block in Philadelphia this weekend. So one would hope that the vibes improve in that regard. I just, uh, it's it's crushing. It really is. They should have won that game last night. They didn't.
0: Uh, Luck is just not on their side. It's a true. At least the Eagles won. Yeah, whatever. But the Eagles didn't cover the spread. I lost that one, didn't I? Yes. I think I did. Yeah. Eagles didn't cover the spread. So, I'm zero for one. Uh, you know, z- one. Well, I'm yeah, zero for one so far on picks this weekend. I really thought the Eagles were going to go in and just beat up on the Texans, and I thought they'd put thirty-five spot on them, but wasn't for wasn't for it. But nevertheless, a good night. It was tied at fourteen in the third quarter, and I was like, whoa, wait a minute, because I got home last night. Um, ah, God, I guess nine thirty, ten o'clock last night, something like that. So, you know what I did last night? Let me give you a little piece of advice. This is what I did last night. I'm driving home, and I'm on the phone. I'm talking to a buddy of mine. He's watching the World Series, so we're kind of talking, and he's kind of giving me some play-by-play. We're just BSing as I'm driving. And there was two cars behind me. And I don't know if anybody's like this. If you are, let me know. But I, I did something stupid, but then I turned it around, and somebody was looking out for me, I guess. So... Uh, I'm driving home. I'm coming down ninety four uh, coming back from Lacrosse last night and I had I, there was a pickup truck behind me. Now we all know the new lights today are bright anyway. You don't have to have your brights on to have bright light bright headlights. but this pickup truck was jacked up. It was probably it was big tires. I don't even know how big, but it was it was jacked up. and he's got his it's a it's a brand new truck. he's got his brights on and he's right behind me then another car pulled in, be- in f- behind me and in front of him who is also it's like an audi or saab or something but it's got those extreme brights and he's got his brights on and i am like and, and i'm a little sensitive to light anyway it's why people always ask me why you're wearing sunglasses in the in, when it's cloudy out even if it's cloudy i usually do i just i got a sensitivity to light and it gives me a headache so i just wanted to get away from these guys and they were following me i was kind of like the rabbit and I kept pulling over. And when I'd pull over, they'd pull over. So it's not like they were passing me. So I just, I'm like, you know what? I want to get the hell away from them. So I matted it wide open. And I was doing 94 when I passed a state patrol. I'm, I saw it. I knew it. It was like, I'm screwed, you know? So I pulled over and God is my witness. I pulled over and before he even hit the lights, I started pulling over. And then all of a sudden the lights come on, you know, and the whole thing, young trooper, he uh, comes up to me and he says, uh, you know, hey, and I, before he even could get the whole, do you know how fast you were going? I said, look, I know I was doing 90 plus. I'm on the phone. I was these guys behind me had their brights on. It was really bright. I screwed up. Here's my license. Here's my insurance. I'm really sorry. I don't normally do this. But, you know, thanks so much for not like screaming at me or anything. I said, here you go. I appreciate you. And then before he left the car, I said, and by the way, thank you for what you guys do. He came back and he gave me a warning. He said, you know what? You're the first person that's ever been kind enough to acknowledge what it is you were doing and to say thanks. He said, go have a good night. I was blown away. I thought, here's six points against my license. My insurance is going up. You know, the whole deal. So it was like, uh, but he was just a nice guy. And I told him, I said, look, I the truck and the car, he said, yeah, I did see they were following kind of close. I said, that's all I was trying to do was get away from those guys. And I couldn't get away from them. So I got out of it just because I thought I'm, I, I'm screwed, acknowledge it, and an act of kindness. See what an act of kindness will get you? So I woke up today with a whole new perspective. I'm going to be kinder to the Green Bay Packers. I'm still a fan, which, by the way, Ben, I got called out uh, yesterday. I was uh, There was a whole bunch of media people at the Quick Trip event. And one of the guys comes over to me and he said, hey, I was listening to you the other day. And he's like, man, you just hate the Packers. I said, no, I don't hate the Packers. I don't hate the Packers. He's He's like, well, we're fans. We support them no matter what. He was an FM guy from from Iowa. And uh, I said, no, 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 you got me wrong. I said, there's a passion there, yes. But I don't hate them, no. I hate some of the things that they do because you know why they do what they do. You know some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff and you're like, you know, it just, it, it angers you. It makes you mad. I've seen the organization treat people extremely well, and I've seen the organization treat people poorly. So I, I, don't, I come into this with no pre, pre, you know, preconceived notions. I know what it is, and it's a football team with a passionate fan base, but it's also a business. I said, I don't hate them. I want to see them win. It's good for me because I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. Growing up as a kid, I was a fan of the Green Bay Packers. I said, but also, it's good for business. So there's no way I'm hating on them. It may sound like it if you're green and gold glasses constantly, but I'm not hating on them. You can be a fan and be upset with what's going on. You can be a fan and look at this and go, I want to see a championship. I know the window is closing and you can feel my anxiety because of it. And I see what you're doing and you can see it's it's like a car sitting on the train track. The car's not a crash, but you can see the train coming. And you know the train is going to hit the car. And you can see it. So you're trying to do anything and everything you can to push the car out of the way. To say, no, if you can do this, this will help get the car out of the way. That's what I'm looking at. And then he was kind of like backing down. Okay, you know. But My dad was a fan of Bart Starr's. I'm like, so was my dad. I grew up in Ohio. Every time the Packers were on, my mom and dad were like, you got to watch Bart Starr. Class guy. Paul Horning was amazing. You know, you go through the whole deal. And I was like... I was like just beyond sperm at that point. I had no idea, but I grew up a Packers fan. So, no, 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 no. Tell me it's not about fandom. It's about passion and about honesty. That's all there is to it. Ben, anything else today before we really get into the show? I'm all wound up. No, no, continue.
1: <laughs> no one wants to hear me. Uh, no You're not a happy to guy today, are you? It's, okay. it's hard to explain the feeling. It's like the, it's like the world just crashed down all at the yeah. same time.
0: Freaking chance, well, Cormick. Now, okay, let's 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 take this for example. Okay, do we do we do therapy as a Brewers fan? Do you say going back years ago? Do you say never expected to be there? It's an amazing run. Even if they lose, it's been an amazing run. What an incredible season! What 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 an opportunity! Or do you look at it and go, "Son of a," and then drop a few f bombs
1: today, this morning? Definitely yes. the latter okay as time goes on you talk through it but i no i i don't know i'm I'm naturally a pretty pessimistic person and pessimism was definitely proven true maybe i okay. come three months from now i'll look at it differently but no, nah, to, yeah.
0: today could be one of the worst days of my life and that's okay you look at it as they didn't belong here but when you get on the streak you gotta ride the streak you gotta you gotta see it through, you know. It's like here's your opportunity, it's right there, and you don't know how long it's gonna be until you're back again because doing it in baseball is so difficult. But you are just hanging on, and I agree with you. It's 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 tough. It's tough when you know you're right there and all you gotta do is just just hang on. And so yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen there was something that Jeff Passen wrote. Um, and I want to find it. Maybe I'll find it during the break. Ra- regarding baseball, I got into this discussion yesterday too. Uh, it, it was it was fascinating the whole quick trip day, but there was something fascinating in uh, I, I was reading a Jeff Passan cut. What about the um, Phillies getting no hit two days ago? No, 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 because no, no. that happened too, Bill. No, 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 no. It, this was um. God, this was. I think it was just a couple days ago, and I can't find it. I think it was Jeff Passan. Um, It was about baseball. Oh, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. So I I, want to bring you this when I come back, and we're going to talk a lot of Packers today. But it was one of the things that we've discussed throughout the season regarding the Milwaukee Brewers, and it is something that is a very, I guess if you are a fan of baseball, it is an alarming statistic, and I, I thought, you know, and it's 100% correct, and it's something that Todd Rosiak, when we had Todd Rosiak on the program a while ago, Todd Rosiak brought this up, and it was a whole different perspective on what it is you and I and everybody else that's ever watched baseball kind of thought about the game, and I thought it was an incredible uh, discussion then and an even better justification and or you know validation of what it is we discussed when Jeff Passan wrote this. So I I want to do this when we come back real quick. Uh, Also, we're going to talk a lot of Packers today. Uh, Kyrie Irving suspended now. Finally, finally, the Nets. The Nets pulled their pants down, and everybody checked and went, yeah, you do have cojones. Yeah, finally, the Nets uh, suspended Kyrie Irving five games because he refused to apologize. And then after he refused to get suspended, then he kind of apologized, and I guarantee he didn't write it. Uh, kind of apologized via Twitter last night, but uh, again, it's 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 obstinance, stupidity, ignorance, and self value over everything else. And Kyrie Irving has always been and always will be that. And he's never going to win anything. Let's do this. Uh, and I hope he ends up with the Lakers. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show on a Friday. This portion of the program, as always, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be right back. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are glad you're with us today. This portion of the program brought to you by friends at the Milwaukee Admirals. Admirals hockey is back. And uh, they are looking for you to join them, Uh, whether it's for a single game, season tickets, some of the party zones, whatever it happens to be, promotional nights. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Um, one of the things that I was reading the other day, and this was just, uh, it popped up regarding Major League Baseball, and, and I don't want to dwell on this too long because we've got a lot of Packers football to talk about, but Jeff Passan wrote, welcome to Major League Baseball 2022 style, where if you don't throw hard, you probably don't throw much at all. Gone with a few exceptions are the nibblers and the soft tossers, relics of a time when only the finest fastballs kissed 90 miles an hour, replaced by live arms that reliably launch bolts. Back in 2008, the first-year Major League Baseball tracked all-pitch data. Pitchers threw three fastballs of 100 miles or more greater in the playoffs. This year, there have already been, now this was the other day before uh, the game last night, this year there have already been 164 pitches of 100 miles or more. And with Game 3 at Citizens Bank postponed because of rain in Philadelphia, the team's rest of their bullpens is only going to add to the list. It's not just the top-end arms or the elite relievers. The average starter is throwing 94.9 miles an hour this October. Relievers, uh, even generally anonymous ones, are 95.9. It's everyone. In 2008, the postseason's hardest thrower was Bobby Jenks, whose fastball was 97.5 miles an hour. This postseason alone, 17 pitchers have faster average heaters than Jenks. Five years ago, 27 of the 100 playoff pitchers sat above 95 miles an hour. This year, 68 out of 131. That's more than half. So, we talk about hitting and how averages have gone down. And there was a really good piece, and I think it was written by... I was reading a baseball, it might have been Baseball America. Baseball America, and I'm, I'm, I'm attributing them, and I, I, I hope that's right. Baseball America was talking about velocity, spin rates, and the ability uh, of miles per hour to catch up to fastballs and breaking balls. And one of the reasons, obviously, that we've seen a significant drop in batting average, and OPS for that matter, is because of the, the pitcher's far-out distancing hitting at this point. If you have a pitcher on your team that throws ninety five to ninety seven or hundred, you are you you covet that. Okay, now you can't throw it on a on a string because you know eventually major league hitters are going to catch up to it. But the ability to adjust has has dropped significantly within the millimeter or the the you know the 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 timing of a second. So what you used to be able to con, you know kind of think as you saw the pitch coming. And you were able to look at the, kind of feel the location of where it would be and swing and put bat to ball. That ability has been reduced a lot, almost a full second, in the, which is vital in the ability between the eyes, the mind, and the hands. And then the physicality of the body to react to a pitch. So, in other words, pitchers have gotten so much better and are throwing so much faster that simply the human body doesn't have the ability to catch up to it on a consistent basis, which is the reason we're seeing batting averages and such drop so dramatically. Um, And it's only going to get worse. That's the scary thing. It's only going to get worse because pitchers in these pitching labs are really kind of streamlining their deliveries and they're creating a different snap in their arms, which is giving more velocity, more spin rate and such also putting more movement on the baseball hitters don't have that ability to catch up major. And I, I'm a I, look, I'm a purist. I'm a, I I think the game is played a certain way. That's the way it should be played. I don't think it should be tinkered with you either adapt, you catch up or you don't survive and better hitters are probably waiting in the minors to come up and find you. Okay. And I'm a big believer in that. But at some point, when the average velocity reaches 97, 98 miles an hour on a consistent basis, you hitters don't have the physical capability, especially with the way pitchers can hide the baseball through their delivery now, they don't have the capability to catch up, which means you're going to have to start doing things if you're Major League Baseball, like lowering the mound or moving the, the, the rubber back and, uh, a foot, instead of 60.6 it'll be 61.6 or something to that effect uh move it back to give batters that extra split second that 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 half a second to be able to read and react and catch up and i thought it was it, it's a terrific article but it's also very explanatory as to why the hitting in major league baseball has dropped it also though does condemn the grip it and rip it mentality because basically what what uh, a lot of hitting coaches have done, they've given up on the ability to place the baseball. They've given up on the ability. You know, it used to be a guy that threw 88, 89 miles an hour and picked the corners. You could dip and go and go with the pitch, and because you had a little bit more time to react, you don't have that kind of ability in today's day and age, for the most part. And when you look at Major League Baseball and where they're going, the grip it and rip it mentality, it also has backfired on them. Because even though, statistically speaking, you can garner more runs and have more upside percentage-wise to hitting home runs, there's no doubt about that, but there is also another side of the game of being able to get to a starting pitcher, putting the ball in play, putting bat to ball. And they have kind of left the ability just to hit the baseball, just to put the ball in play. Because all they are is launch angle, step, swing, hips, grip, rip, and that's it. That's all they're teaching. That's all you're doing right now. And so the art of actually hitting a baseball is also gone. So the combination of the two is what's really made baseball, in my opinion, uh, a much more, for lack of a better term, a much more boring sport. Because... It's what, six, I think it's like six and a half minutes for ball in play Wait, I mean, Think about that. If, if if you just saw a quarterback tossing on the sideline for six and a half minutes and then came in and ran a play and then went back over and then tossed on the sideline for six and a half minutes and then came back in and ran a play. Think about the boringness of the game, but that's what we're witnessing in baseball. So anyway, that, that was... That was, it was just very interesting and kind of piqued my interest, and in, so I wanted to bring that to you. So there you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Again, we'd love to hear from you. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Would, uh, you can find us there, at Ben Z. Kenny. If you want to send a sympathy card, you can. Uh, Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show. You can watch the program over there. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Twitch TV. And uh, all the uh, podcast platforms as well once the show ends here today. Um, What is the score of this Packers game upcoming? Do they get over 24? Do they get over 24? And and you would sit here and go, of course they do. Now hang on a second. Hang on a second. Because the Packers... When you think about it, they scored seven against the Vikings, 27 against the Bears, 14 against the Buccaneers, 27 against the Patriots, 22 against the Giants, 10 against the Jets, 21 against the Commanders, and 17 against the Bills. They're averaging 18.1 points per game. This is a bad Lions defense. No doubt about it. But a Lions offense, it can actually put some points up now TJ Hockenson no longer there so you don't necessarily have to account for the tight end position the way you once did but you know, you know hang on a second if the Packers put this together in any way shape or form and can get to 27 or more maybe you feel a little bit better maybe but do they score more than 24 if I had to say 24 and a half would be the Packers Output would you take the over or the under? Ben, you're taking the over, right? You you said that they should get at least twenty seven against this team, correct? They should. Yes. I would take the over. And that sets up over. next week, where if they don't do it, we are very, very concerned. Oh, you better believe it. You better believe it. Yeah, if they don't do it next week, um, man, oh man. If they don't do it this week, next week's gonna be just some kind of sinking blood bloodbath for lack of a better term. A funeral, if you will. Yeah. We spent a lot of yesterday
1: actually talking about the defensive side of it. Because given how bad the lines are and what I expect Rodgers and the offense will do after the second half versus Buffalo, this is really like the week for the defense to show up and turn it around. Mm -hmm. Like instantly. Because it's a good offense. And if they show out, I feel better.
0: If they don't, then it feels like the season's over. Um... You may, if you're... Now, defensively speaking, Devondre Campbell didn't participate. That doesn't look good. Uh, Shamar Jean-Charles back up at the corner position. Not He's got that bad ankle. He wasn't there. Uh, we know Rodgers has the thumb, and he's been ailing a little bit. Preston Smith has that shoulder issue. He was back but limited, which is good just getting back. But, you know, this this defense is ailing. Now, here's the question. Do you get either side, Aaron, uh, Alan Lazard or Christian Watson, Christian Watson coming out of the concussion protocol. He was limited to practice, but I don't think he's going to be made available for this game. If he is, then that's awesome that, uh, he was able to recover. His baseline was good and everything's great. That would be great. But I kind of get the suspicion that because he didn't practice on Wednesday, limited yesterday, we'll wait and see what happens today. But, uh, they're pretty cautious when it comes to concussions. I would assume it's going to be one more week. Because you're going to need all hands on deck when you face the Cowboys. Not that you don't anyway. Uh, But Lazard, with the shoulder issue, we'll see if he actually is able to come back and and maybe add a little bit to this. Because you're not, you know, Cobb's not going to be back anytime soon, obviously. So you're really thin. Which means Romeo Dobbs is, you know, yet another coming out party and running the football is what your, your operandi is going to be. And kind of hope that your offensive line is – and David Bakhtiari not practicing two days in a row. Now we'll see if he does today. But uh, that, you know, again, I this is it. Enjoy David Bakhtiari while it lasts. I can't imagine he's going to be back with his team next year. Can't imagine it. The day of saying Aaron has to have, you know, Bakhtiari and Kabi and his guys on this team, I that that those days are over. You need help. And you got You got to cut cut bait with some of this some of this high end talent that really isn't getting you much. And like I said, Cobb is always. And I don't mean to knock Randall Cobb, but like Pucks Tawny Phil, you're just waiting to see at what point in time Cobb's going to go down with a, an injury that's going to keep him out anywhere from four to six to eight ten games because that's just that's just what he's been. It just happens. Um. Jacob says two words: Kylan Hill. <laughs> Well, who knows? Maybe he gives you a couple of big returns in the special teams, and takes off, and you know gives you gives you a couple of scores that way. Maybe that'll maybe that'll get you over twenty four points per game. Uh, let's do this when we come back. Mike and Cuthey, Derek in Albany, New York. We'll get to you both, of you guys, when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. We are uh, enjoying the day today. It's gonna be a windy, blustery one outside. And nothing wrong with that. Hey, if you're looking for uh, good Italian food on the west side of the uh, Milwaukee area, w- uh, Waukesha to be exact, uh, stop in. Today, tomorrow, you can check out the game on Sunday. Our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse, uh, whether you're getting carry out, take it home, sit in front of the tube and watch the Packers hopefully knock off the Lions. Or maybe just tonight, date night, casual night, family night, whatever it happens to be, stop in Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road next to Menards and across the street from Home Depot. And you won't be sorry. Tell Joey hi, too. I haven't been in there a while. i got to stop in at least to, to get a drink and say howdy. And it's it's right down the street from my house, too. And I drive past all the time going, ah, I need to stop in there. But I haven't had a chance to yet. Uh, anyway, 877-867-1670, 877 1670 If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so. Give us a shout. Let's get to it. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on?
2: Hey, thank you, Bill. Happy TGIF to you. You too. Uh, thank you. Um, with this Lions game coming up, I've got the score twenty-one twenty-four, and if if the Packers moving forward, uh, Bill, from this game forward, can play with the intensity that they did with the Buffalo game, and just just th- not throw the ball, just run it, run it down their throats. That's that's pretty much. one dimensional, but that's all they got right now, and they can't keep anybody healthy. That's another thing with the receivers, and they're not on. You know, there there's the timing's wrong with with the rookies. You can't just throw them into the fire and expect them to be all pro like Devontae Adams. You just can't do that. So, right. And you got dead cap money coming up with Bakhtiari, and you have no leverage with getting any help for Rodgers, especially with the free agents and you know, with the trade deadline that came came and went. So, I'm gonna say this. You know what? You, you I think the window of opportunity is almost just about shut. I mean, you got these 13 and four 13 and three records for the last few seasons hosting the, the nfc title game in lambeau and you can't win it what do you expect this team this year to do i mean i hate to be human right. gloom but i gotta be realistic about it
0: no no i agree last year was one of the years that i really thought this is it everything just set up in their favor they even had the snow they had the weather. i mean there was nothing you couldn't have asked for if you were a packers fan to win that game last year against san francisco and they came out and completely crapped the bed.
2: And the two things I want to mention, Bill, before I let you go here. Uh, when Rodgers was sitting on the bench for three years behind Favre, nobody really leaned on him that much. And here he's asking these rookies to be like a Devontae Adams. And, it, it's just, you know, it's not going to happen. It, it's just, you can't you can't ex- you can't can only expect so much out of these young guys. And Rodgers didn't even go to the OTAs to get on par with these receivers anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct. I I, I, I thought it was wrong from the beginning. I agree.
2: He's holding the Packers hostage because they're paying him 50 mil. So it's kind of like 50-50. We want to invest in the future, but yet we're all in. You've got to be one or the other, and it just looks like they're waffling to me.
0: Uh, The other thing that was made, uh, one of the general managers I think we read the other day when the Packers did not make a deal, you know, Rogers, exactly what you just said, that Rogers didn't want to come to OTAs, didn't want to go to mini camps, took all the money, When he said it wasn't about the 50 million, but it clearly was. And so now the Packers are like, look, we can do so much. And I still think they should have made a deal, but we can only do so much. And you wanted all the money. You wanted this and that. And you wanted your guys here and Kabi here and Bakhtiar here. And we gave you everything you wanted. Now you got to go make something out of it. You know, have you really put the effort in to make something out of it?
2: The, you, know, you can use excuses, Bill, like, but, you know, they're not healthy, but it's the depth on the bench on each of their key positions. That's that's the, that's one of the problems. But the other one is this. Packers are showing it right back in Rodgers' face saying, yeah, we gave you the 50 mil. We have no room to help you. you got to work with what you have. If you're that good. Granted, Rodgers can't pass and catch the ball, okay? It's half of the equation. But he needs to find somebody that he trusts, hopefully sooner than later, and hopefully they can get on par while they're pounding a the ball down people's throats. And thank God. Our running backs have remained healthy. That's another thing we got going here, but I don't know how yeah.
0: long that's gonna last. Nope. I one hundred percent agree with you, man. Appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. Okay. I, I agree. I, I look, I think the Packers are a better team than what the record indicates, even though we you know, you are what your record is. Uh I think they're a better personnel team. And I I'll say it to the end of the season until we hear different. Something else has gone on behind the walls of 1265. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. I, I I don't know if it's attitude. I don't know if it's division. I don't know, you know, if it's something going on in the locker room, coaches. I, I don't know if, if there's a disconnect. I mean, Rogers certainly paints a, a pretty good picture. When he goes on Pat McAfee, it's not like he's going in there going, hey, this is stupid, this is bad, That whatever. He's given some, you know, in his way, he's given some backhanded shots, To coaching, you know, hey, these guys need to sit. You know, if we can't get it right, if they can't do this, if they can't do that, these, you know, he's given some backhanded shots, but it hasn't been, you know, blatantly consistent of unhappy with everything in the organization. But there's something else going on behind the scenes. I I just don't know what it is. Uh, Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany, New York. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's up?
3: Hey, Bill, I've spoken with you before, and really enjoy your analysis, man. Sometimes. You know, some people might think your analysis is terse or whatever. I think it's spot on, and I'm not trying to butter you up. I've been a Packer fan. I'm 64, man, so i got an elongated perspective of Packer history. And your rant the other day, you know, about the Packers not procuring a, a wide receiver was classic, man. It was like old David Letterman. It was so – I loved it. I just, it was awesome. – And you know what? Whoever your producer is right now, go – you. I know you remember this movie, Bill, because you're old enough to have seen it. In 1976, the movie Network – Remember the guy yes. he says, "Go to your, go to your windows right now." And yes. Now, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not. I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Well, well, your guy who's running the board should take something from YouTube. I think it's like a minute and twenty-five in. Take that and use it as a soundbite or a hotkey, whatever, man. Yeah. That's exactly how some of us feel, as Packer fans. Hey, I'm as optimistic as anybody, but I think you're spot on, Bill. I think something, something else is wrong because if you look at the personnel of this team, it should, we should be playing better than we are. And um, it's, it's just so frustrating and disheartening. And, um, you know, people that are close to us in our families, particularly women in our life, are like, oh, this is all irrational. It's just a game. It's just a game. But you know how it is, Billy. We're all little boys yep. at heart, and we invest, we invest ourselves in this. That's why we listen to you. That's why we love sports. <laughs> and it's, it's disheartening. But, uh, hey, I just want to let you know that I'll be uh, listening most days, as I do to uh, DUZ going into your show, and, and really enjoy what you do.
0: Appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. He drops off. You get on board. Albany, New York checking in. As Packers fans are everywhere, you and I the both to know the it. Window, open yes!
2: it and stick yes, your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore.
0: There you go. That's it. Ben, keep it. Just put it on a hot button, man. We may have to use that. We may have to burn that up. Just use it over and over and over again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 1670 you can also be a part of the program in the exact same way. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. You know what I'm doing tonight? Tonight I'm going to a sipping taste kind of taste test thing. I'm, I'm doing a whiskey thing tonight. And it is for a, a new bottle. I don't even know what the whole thing is, and I haven't really – I've looked at the invitation, but I know where it is. Uh, that's it. I, I know it's a whisking, whiskey sip tonight, a launch of some new local brand and such, but one of the best things about it, Go in there tonight, and they called and said, hey, would you be a part of this? And I said, yes. And my buddy Keith Tozer, who uh, used to be with the, uh, the Milwaukee Wave and won so many championships and such, he's a part of this, said, hey, we also have forgotten fire wines. Oh, I'm happy about that. So good. Got to get back up there. But our friends at Forgotten Fire want to remind you that all they care about is fun in a bottle. That's it. Fun in a bottle. That's their motto. Fun in a bottle. You're a Wisconsinite. I'm a Wisconsinite. Even in Albany, Albany, New York, you can call and order. But check it out when you're going into your local grocery stores, wine stores, liquor stores. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. They have so many different types, whether it's award-winning Merlots, fun, hot mess Shiraz, or if you got yourself a Moscato or a Pinot Grigio or a Pinot Noir, whatever it happens to be, oh, they're all good. They're all good. But the ciders, that, that'll make you lose your pants in a heartbeat. That stuff's really good. Check out our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. And if you go to Peshtigo, stop in. Tell them you heard it here. Go through the taste test. They'll give you the taste test with uh, the master winemaker, Jake. Faux free. How about that? Faux free. I can't wait. I'm going to do a little wine tonight. Just a sip of whiskey tonight. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm probably going to go get a cigar and a beer. But I'm looking forward to it. Just a good, fun, Wisconsin night. Forgotten Fire Winery. Love it. Love it big time. Ready. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back on a Friday. Hey, don't forget, uh, coming up, I think it's next week, uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Next week is the, uh, the meat raffle, which benefits Banjoland ski team. So if you're heading out to Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, remember them. Remember them. And uh, maybe uh, not only maybe possibly win yourself some meat along the way, but also do something really good for the, uh, for the kids on the uh, ski team that do the ski shows all over uh, for free. Uh, but that's the fundraisers they do to just kind of keep them keep them going. So check out our friends at Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake, home of the Pig Porker sandwich. They got some music going on this weekend as well. So good stuff over there at uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back at it. Um, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get to a uh, John from uh, Western Wisconsin. John, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
4: Thank you, Bill, for taking my call. I enjoy your show, and I uh, really enjoyed the I-94 story.
0: Um, Bill, yeah, and God is honest, just a little bit of kindness, man. That's all you need sometimes.
4: Oh, totally, totally. I'm calling from Western Wisconsin, I listen to your show and, uh, from the eastern part of the state, and it's nice to hear quality on the air compared to these jack-offs and screw-ups that are on K-FAN up here and in Minneapolis-St. Paul. But anyhow, um, I thought Aaron Rodgers really prepared for the Buffalo game. If he had thrown the ball on the money in the previous games, they wouldn't have this losing streak. He really dropped it in there and threw it with authority and confidence. I think he prepared because it was a prime-time game. Um, As far as the Packers are concerned, uh, they gotta just play the guys they got. Gutukons isn't he's you know cap strapped, and uh, that's why the trade did, trades didn't come off. And I'm not so sure that uh, that Clay Pool would have been a help, and that guy from the Texans uh, who didn't even play last night in that primetime game on Thursday cooks, night. Yeah. He's yeah he cooked, Thank you. He's sulking. We don't need a guy like that. You know what I mean? So uh you gotta play who they got. If you look at the roster and I have to and I think you gotta agree, Guten has made a lot of good choices and it ain't panning out this year for one reason or the other. But the biggest concern I got is this coaching staff. Why did they react so long to what was totally apparent in these games and you've talked about this. Um I just don't understand it. I am not in favor of firing uh, Mr. Lafleur. I think he's done a pretty damn good job, but why he ever hired Joe Barry, the defense, is totally underachieving. Uh, It hurt him when they lost Chris Barnes. I think Chris Barnes could have spelled Quay Walker, so Quay could go to the sidelines, kind of see, kind of get back in it. You know what I mean? They threw him into the fire, and he's made a lot of mistakes, but... Uh, I just got to hang up and listen to you on the air and tell, keep telling us what you, uh, what you
0: think. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Look, um, you know why he hired Joe Barry, you know, coaching in the NFL is a very, you know, um, it's loaded with an incestuous business in which, you know, you know, somebody, everybody knows somebody and everybody knows that this guy or that guy might fit this or that particular situation. And, he likes Joe Barry. Philosophically, he liked Joe Barry. Maybe there were some other guys around him that recommended Joe Barry and said, hey, this guy's probably going to be a good fit. Uh, let's put him into this situation. And, you know, he got a raw deal in, in Detroit or Washington or what have you, and he's been quality. And and last year, you can't disagree with some of that sentimentality. You know, you, you just can't because Joe Barry had a pretty good defense. Excuse me, had a pretty good defense last year. You know? But uh, but this year I, I just I, I, I don't understand philosophically what it is they're talking about sometimes. It's like excuses. Uh, I, I, I understand the reason it's, it's kind of like when I used to sit down and talk with Ken Maka when he was manager of the Brewers, and I would just go nuts over certain things. And I would walk into Ken's office and I would say, "Ken, tell me this." And he was always very kind about it. He was very good and very explanatory. And it was great that you could just sit down and talk baseball with him. And you'd walk away going, okay, now I get it. I still didn't agree with it. You know, I didn't want to sit there and argue with the guy. I would just say, okay. ah." But his rationale in his mind was, I'm going to do this because this is what I believe, and here's why I believe it. And I appreciated that. And Matt LaFleur at times has given you insight as to, why they don't do specific things, but I still disagree with it. You know, when we talk about why are you playing back on third and six? Why is is Jair talking about wanting to play man, but you're not playing man? Well, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. Why are you calling a third and one, you know, all out pass play with five wides when you, you have A.J. Dillon? Well, they're showing a zero, you know. Okay, but still... Does that mean, again, you have zero confidence in your offensive line, zero confidence in A.J. Dillon, zero confidence running things out of out of under center? You know, it, it, it's, I understand what it is you're saying, but I still disagree with it. And going back to what your call was, John, there are certain things regarding what's been stated I disagree with. I get it. I understand why they did it, but I disagree with it. There are certain things this year that just have not felt right, and I've disagreed with them. And I don't know why things have changed. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't understand why, philosophically speaking, there was motion, there was movement where there were certain things that were really innovative and looked good to this team last year, offensively speaking. And that's kind of gone by the wayside this year. Last year, guys were talking about playing free and having that, that uh, you know expectation from, from their defensive coordinator just to go out and go, go play with your instinct and do certain things. And then you get Jair back. You get depth at the linebacker position. You got Devondre Campbell back. You got Preston Smith. You got everything. Everything seems to be flowing good. You pick up Jerron Reed. You got more of a rotation up front, and you don't use him. You don't put him in situations to be successful on a continual basis. So I I understand that. 877-867-1670. Speaking of uh, the next game, Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions, he is going to join us. That is coming up next. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.